This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G and J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez with you on a Monday. Talking a lot of football today, especially college football. And joining us now to do that, we'll look ahead to week one and talk a little about week zero. What we saw here is Mark James, college football betting analyst. He's with us on the Roman guest line. Mark, welcome to the show. Uh, Excited to get your thoughts as we look forward to week one here. But we can't start anywhere but Saturday. Week zero. What was your reaction? Scott Frost, the onside kick, maybe the most famous onside kick since the the Saints and Colts in the Super Bowl all those years ago. But this one went wrong for Nebraska, and it opened the door again for Northwestern. Your thoughts on the onside kick and and Scott Frost and his shaky tenure here at Nebraska? Yeah, guys. I I, uh, first and foremost, I I I really thought that. You know, Trev Alberts, who's a former Nebraska Cornhusker, obviously used to be on uh, ESPN, college football analyst, is the new AD there at, at Lincoln. And, you know, obviously him coming in and inheriting that situation where he did not hire Scott Frost. And, you know, think about you're an 11 and a half point favorite. You have a two touchdown lead and you do something so stupid and, and kicking an onside kick. Changing the entire tenor of the game, which basically tilted towards Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern, and then they come back in the second half, and, and Nebraska can't get anything going. And it's just amazing to me that you you look at this and you say, "Wow, you know, it's 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 only you know first game. It's like it's week zero, and Nebraska season." Is, pr- is pretty much essentially over, unless they have some sort of miracle comeback the rest of the season, which I don't anticipate having. I mean, and, and the thing about it, guys, is that you look at them and it's, it's like in, in one-score games, how bad did they been under Scott Frost? And you just don't see it getting any better. And, and that's the thing that, that's the most perplexing to me. I mean, we – you know – Five and twenty-one in one-score games under Frost, and he has the most losses in the FBS since he took over in 2018. Twenty-nine losses, and that's an accomplishment, and not in a good way. 
Yeah, definitely. His his tenure in Lincoln, there is no runs for him. It's definitely on the short end for him. Moving ahead toward what's going on this weekend, Mark, and it's always good talking to you again. It's J-Rod. We've got some huge 30-point spreads to deal with from the from the sports betting perspective. Oklahoma laying 31 and a half against UTEP, Alabama 39 and a half against Utah State, even Michigan 27 and a half at the Big House against Colorado State. Any flyer, any of those teams to cover, uh, you know, to, uh, any of those underdogs to cover those monstrous lines, or are we going chalk with this? Yeah, you know, it's tough to bet against Alabama. I mean, that, that line went up seven points from when it originally opened. So uh, that's it's very interesting. I, I, I'm a stay away from type guy. That just seems very public money-ish for me, that when, when you start taking – you know, the heavy favorites. And the thing about Alabama is that, especially when they're, you know, a really big favorite, and Utah State's not actually that bad, but when they're a big favorite, and, you know, Nick Saban always talks about the, quote, rat poison, and which is basically the media feeding into Alabama being so great and whatnot, I, uh, I, I, just, I, I just tend to stay away just because it just – it seems like, you know, in Alabama, if you've noticed in recent years that – you know, when they are that big favorite, Nick Saban tends to sort of take his foot off the gas, and he doesn't look to run it up and cover over those teams. And Not that Utah State is, is some cream puff or anything like that, but he's not someone that goes and tries to humiliate his opponent. He wants to keep everything. They're going to win the game. They're going to win the game comfortably. It's probably going to be within that, that point spread. But he's not going to go out and do anything. I'm, I'm a stay-away from guy. I mean, I, I, I look at other games, and J-Rod, you and I, we, we've done shows here on BetQL Daily, um, and I look for movement, and you know as well as I do that uh, back on big Memorial Day um, when I, uh, I, I looked at you know, Utah, they were an underdog. And, like, they were, you know, like a, a one-point underdog. Now they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And I like Utah – when they were a dog to win that game on the road, now they're a favorite. And, and so that, that's a game to me that's very intriguing because you've seen some movement there. So I'm going to look at that game in particular. I'm not a big, you know, ball state at Tennessee. You know, that gone up, uh, you know, that was started off at Tennessee minus 28, and it's gone up to minus 33 and a half. I just tend to stay, I, I shy away from those games because I just feel that, Plus, it's week one. You never know, you know, what's going to happen, and you, you kind of got to get a feel. Let's go deep into that game, Mark. You mentioned the Utah-Florida game. We were just talking about that before you came on. I'm fascinated by the game because the numbers moved a lot, as you've mentioned. Utah's getting a lot of steam. We've talked to a lot of smart people who think they can be the fourth team in the college football playoff this year by winning the Pac-12 and having a big season. But then you have this Florida team. You know, Utah has not been great on the road. Florida – now with Billy Napier kind of really putting his foot, you know, entrenching himself as the coach there. And I can't wait to watch Anthony Richardson, Mark. I think he has the kind of physical talent to become a dynamic college football player. We'll see if he puts it all together, you know, full-time as the quarterback. But the game strikes me as Richardson could take over, make a couple plays, and we could get a home dog winning here. What's your thought on this game, Utah, Florida, and how you see this playing out with Utah as a small favorite? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, uh, well, Joe, I totally, uh, listen, I, I mean, back on, on, and we have tape of it, the proof and archived on this show that I, I picked Utah as the, and they were an underdog back as they were a one-point dog. Now they're a favorite. Um, there's a lot of steam on them. Uh, I, I'm going to stick with them. I, I think for Billy Napier, this is not the opponent that you want to draw specifically. I mean, you look at Florida's schedule, too. They have the toughest schedule in the opening month of, of any college football team in the month of September. They get Utah. Then they get a team that I love next week. Uh, and I, I love them to go over their win total this season. That's Mark Stoops, Will Levis, and the Kentucky Wildcats. The following weekend, USF, okay, that should be no problem. And then they go to Knoxville uh, to face Hendon Hooker, Josh Heupel, and the Tennessee Volunteers. They could start this season one and three with two losses at home. So uh, I'm with Kyle Whittenham, and I, I'm with the I'm with the Utes. And, you know, I don't know about getting them into the college football playoff. I, I mean, I think that's a little bit, you know, I mean, ambitious. We, I mean, when was the last time we saw a Pac-12 team in the college football playoff? Was it Washington about six years ago? It's been a long time, and we all know what happened to them. Uh, Pac-12 teams haven't really fared well enough to get into – the college football playoffs since his existence, really. And when they have, Oregon did the first year, and they went all the way to the national championship and, of course, lost. But uh, Cameron Rising, uh, we'll see what he's going to do. He's the Texas transfer. Uh, he, you know, he won the job. But um, obviously for Utah, this is a big spot for them. And this is major pride for the Pac-12 to go on the road in the swamp, SEC, and, and try and win that game. I think they can, and I think they will do it. Uh, I'm a little concerned. Obviously, there's, like you said, there's been a lot of movement on this line, and I've seen it gradually, the pendulum swing, but I'm still sticking with the Utes. I, I think Billy Napier is going to find out that he's not at the University of Louisiana anymore, and that Florida, obviously, you know, every year they're going to play uh, their interstate rival, Florida State, and they, you know, credit to them. They're playing Utah, and, and Utah is a tough team. And uh, so those are two tough non-conference games. Oh, by the way, they still have that SEC schedule. They've got LSU coming up uh, in October as well. So it's a tough spot for the Florida Gators. Like I said, toughest schedule for any team in the first month of the college football season. They could be looking at a one in three start with two losses at home. And I do believe, and I'm, I'll go on record even further, win or lose on Saturday, I don't see them beating the Kentucky Wildcats the following weekend. I love Mark Stoops. And I love this Kentucky team. And sorry, John Calipari, you haven't won a national title since Anthony Davis was there over a decade ago. You haven't gone to a Final Four since 2015 when you had this guy who was a sixth man who never even started a single game by the name of Devin Booker. Uh, they're a football school now. They're no longer a basketball school. Go Cats, according to Mark James. I love it. All right, a couple of uh, uh, perennial 
playoff teams. Ohio State's at home hosting Notre Dame, kind of a surprise playing a top, uh, playing a ranked team for Ohio State, something we're not used to in an opener. And meanwhile, Georgia in a home game uh, playing Oregon uh, in Atlanta. Any upsets brewing? Any, any covers there? Can Oregon cover that 17 or about Notre Dame? Stay that play out. Yeah, let's start with Oregon first. Obviously, um, they've got uh, you know the uh, the Auburn transfer, uh, Bo Nix. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, their head quarterback, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I I I just I'm a little intrigued by this one, and and intrigued in a way that I mean I know it's Dan Lanning's first game. Georgia's lost eight starters from the defense. Uh, Ten players from the defense were drafted in the draft from just the defensive side of the ball, 15 overall, the most in the NFL common draft era. I love the Ducks in this game. I, I, I love them to cover. I'm, I'm you know, I, I think now, and I'm not saying Georgia's going to be completely reliant on Stetson Bennett. If they are, boy, they're going to be in trouble. But if you're Oregon, and again, this is a big spot, Pac-12, Utah, Florida, Oregon versus Georgia in Atlanta. I'm not saying that the Ducks have no delusions of grandeur. They're going to win this game. But this this line started off at Georgia, minus 16 and a half. It's gone up, and it's 17 and a half. I just love the Ducks in this game. I mean, I you know, Dan Lanning was obviously at Georgia for years. He helped win a, a national title there before he left under Kirby Smart. And I just – I can't see them losing by more than 17 and a half points. Just – I mean, you look at everything – that Georgia's lost on the off, not only the defensive side of the ball, look in the backfield. Zamir White is now a Las Vegas Raider. James Cook is a Buffalo Bill. Jermaine Burton transferred to Alabama, uh, one of their best receivers. So Georgia's replacing a lot. I know they're reloading. It's the first game of the year. But 17.5 points, that's a, that's a lot of points. And, and same thing with Ohio State and Notre Dame. I mean, you look, you look at that game, and, and there's so much hype on Marcus Freeman, and, and I know Tyler Buckner is going to be the starting quarterback there, but, I mean, wow. I mean, you're talking about going into the horseshoe, 17.5 points. Um, that one, I tend to sort of uh, go with the favorite there, and, and I, I don't love it, but you know what? If this was uh, – we were at a Death Row Records music party in the 90s, and Suge Knight held a gun in my head. I probably would love Ohio State. I think this is going to be the Ohio State revenge tour this year. I think they're pissed off losing to Michigan last season, having a, a very certainly uh, underwhelming season considered by their standards. They bring back the guy that I think is going to be the odds, that's the odds on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, best receiver in the country. And um, I think Ohio State, they're going to make an Ohio statement on Saturday in the horseshoe. And Marcus Freeman, baptism by fire. I just, I'm not a big fan of Notre Dame. And he's gotten a lot of hype. And I know they have one of the top three recruiting classes in the country. But I just look at this team and everything that they've lost. And I think it's going to be blowout city. And I think you're going to see, I really like Ohio State in the first half of this game to come out and just really come out. And, and, and they will not. Uh, Ryan Day will not take his foot off the gas, unlike Nick Saban. Ohio State's coming out, and they're 
they're giving receipts to people this year, and one of them is going to be Michigan, but they're going to come out and, and do what they've got to do against Notre Dame on Saturday, especially in the horseshoe. And, I mean, think about it, guys. Have you ever seen, especially in, in you know, the opening weekend of college football or just period, whether it's week one or week ten, a top five matchup that's a 17-and-a-half-point spread? Have you? I, I don't ever remember this. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. That tells you that Vegas doesn't respect Notre Dame. And if Vegas doesn't respect Notre Dame, neither do I. Because Vegas sees something there in Notre Dame that clearly uh, is not, you know, the equivalent of the, the hype that they've gotten in the coaches' poll and the AP poll, which means absolutely nothing. You know it and I know it. I, I think Vegas should come out with their polls based on – their rankings every week because that's the true test. A top five matchup, 17 and a half point number for the home team. That to me is a huge disparity. I think when we, we come back and we look at preseason polls, you're going you're gonna to look back at this poll and you're going to see why was Notre Dame in the top five? Why is Pitt ranked at all? Um, and you're going to look back and say, gee, I don't understand how that happened. Remember a year ago, North Carolina was top 10. Texas was ranked, and they ended up with a losing record. So I'm not saying Notre Dame's going to have a losing record, but they're not even going to come close to competing with Ohio State on Saturday. Great stuff. Mark James, college football betting analyst. Enjoy the conversation, Mark. We'll do it again soon. And enjoy the games for week one this coming weekend. Joe G and J-Rod with you on the Monday. Other side, Bob Nightingale, Odyssey MLB Insider. We'll talk to him about the races going on, the award races, everything you need to know next with Bob Nightingale on the BetQL Network.